Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Always a pleasure to talk with the outstanding Dave Zangaro. Dave, welcome back. Great to have you with us on the show today. Hey, no problem. Good to hear from you. Hey, Dave, it, always look at these in the context of an opening game. It looks like the Eagles have some things that, look, they need to clean up moving forward. That's fine. It's an opening game that they won. Uh, immediately, what needs to be cleaned up as they continue this pathway through what is a long season? Yeah, it's interesting because there are things on both sides of the football. Uh, I'm honestly less concerned about the offense just because I, I think they have the talent on that side of the ball to eventually win out. Uh, on the defense, I think that is a little more concerning because the weak spots that we saw were the weak spots that we kind of thought might be there uh, when they put this roster together. You're looking in the middle of the field at uh, the safeties and the linebackers, and uh, that's concerning. And their two best players at, at those positions got banged up in the game. The Kobe Dean now on IR, uh, Reed Blankenship dealing with a ribs injury. So uh, those two things are a little more precarious to me and, and I, I think it's fair to, to wonder about those two spots whereas on offense yes they didn't have a great day I think maybe there might be some growing pains with a new offensive coordinator but they played a Bill Belichick defense he threw some things at them they weren't expecting uh, I, I just think they have enough talent on the offense that I'm not too yeah. worried about that right uh, so uh, how long could Dean actually be out and what's the update on Blankenship yeah, Dean's uh, he's on IR, so he's going to miss at least four games. And, and from my understanding, it, it probably won't be much more than that. Um, it's certainly not a season-ending injury. Uh, they lucked out a little bit. Uh, so, yeah, he's going to miss at least a month. And uh, in the interim, I mean, they don't really have a ton there. They have Zach out. They have <laughs> put them together. They have Zach Cunningham and Christian Ellis, uh, who are likely going to be the starters. They signed Nicholas Morrow from the practice squad. He's been around. Uh, but they just really don't have a ton of depth there. Uh, and it was a spot where we, we kind of thought they didn't have enough depth, and then it, it gets tested very early in the season. That's not ideal. Uh, Blankenship, he's iffy for this game. Um, yeah. it, it's it's tough with that short turnaround, uh, mm-hmm. but it doesn't appear to be anything long-term. Now I've been able to get a dose of some preseason work and then an opening game with Jalen Carter. What do you think? <laughs> he's special. Um, it's funny because in training camp you see flashes and you try not to get everyone overhyped, uh, especially because of the position he plays. It's really tough for rookie defensive tackles to make huge impacts. It, it historically does not really happen. Uh, but, you know, there were moments in training camp where you just watched him and go, well, yeah, this guy's incredible. I don't know. I, I know why he, he lasted until pick number nine, but, um, man, he, he's a super talented kid and uh, we saw it in, in the first game of the season. He was just dynamic. And uh, sure, you know, they, they were banged up on the offensive line. Those were advantageous matchups. We'll get another one on Thursday night against the Vikings. But uh, he's a special player. And, uh, man, uh, the sky's the limit for this kid. I mean, I, I really think defensive rookie of the year is a possibility. And, you know, he, he has an all-pro ceiling. So really excited to watch his growth over the next few years. All right, so let's bring it now back one year. They open at Detroit. They win 38-35. You're like, okay, well, that's a good opening win. You're not really thinking that much about it. But then in week two, albeit a Monday night at home, they played the Vikings. 
And when that game was over with, I think a lot of us looked around and said, hmm, this team is really good. I know it's a short turnaround, but it's the Vikings at home again. Uh, how anxious are you to see that game one to game two to give us an indication on pathway? Yeah, I, I think that's fair. I, I don't think anyone will be surprised this year if they if they have another game like that. Last year, right. I, I always remember that game as the Jalen Hurts game. That was the game where you said, oh, I didn't know he could do that. And once he did it in a game, that kind of opened the floodgates and he ended up having this magical season. It's weird because this Vikings defense is like night and day from what it was last year. Uh, last year was that Donatel team that was like super zone heavy, didn't get after it, and now they have Flores there, and they're going to blitz the heck out of them. So uh, it, it, it just looks completely different. They have a lot of the same personnel. That defense is very different. But, look, if they come out and, and they put together a good game plan and they handle the blitz, which is honestly a question I have about them offensively, I think he can feel really good leaving this game with the win if they're able to do it. Uh, and in the short week, it, I know the Vikings have to deal with it too, but whenever you win off a short week, it feels pretty good. And, uh, look, I think they need to win these games early in the season because we yeah. see that buzzsaw coming down the way. You, you really can't afford to lose games you, you should win. And uh, if the Eagles do that, they're going to put themselves in a, in a tough position. Dave, the I know what Nick Sirianni's M.O. is. I got it. And the confidence he has in his offense, I got it. But did you sit back at all when it was fourth and two? And I think all of us knew he was going to go for it. But isn't there a certain point where I've got that defense that's really good, and I'd rather have them have a minimum of 80 yards, maybe 90 to go instead of 52? Yeah, I thought about it briefly. Um, Ultimately, you know, in the moment, I I was fine with him going for it there. Uh, didn't necessarily love the play call. I had a bigger issue with the play yeah. call than I did right. the decision. Yeah. Uh, the, the thing in, in that situation was it needed to be a touchdown um, on the other side, right? So right. Um, whether it's 90 yards or 60 yards, I don't. I, I think the, the benefit of potentially picking up that first down is more important than pinning them deep. But I understand the – the flip side of it and you're thinking well maybe and sometimes I have to check myself because I I like the idea of a team being aggressive and then sometimes in the moment you go maybe this isn't the time to be aggressive and I always think back to that 2020 Eagles season because Doug Peterson was as aggressive as ever and his team was not as good you know I think that has to factor in as well if you have confidence in your offense and they're doing good things then by all means go for it I, I think there are some situations though where it it makes sense to be a little more passive. In that situation, though, I was I was okay with that call. Yeah, see, and I'm the other way on that because I'm looking at Mac Jones at the quarterback. I don't think it matters if it's Patrick Mahomes. He can go 90 or 52, so I'd like to keep him off the field. Mac Jones, I want him going 90. I don't want to be giving him um, 38 yards. I don't want to be doing that, you know, because now I'm giving him a free 38 and giving him a shorter field because he's not Patrick Mahomes, and I'd rather have him work longer. That's just me. Yeah, I get. I, I still think the benefit of no, I know what you mean. That though, first Dave. down, probably. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, no, I yeah, and I got it. I got it. But doggone, they did come close to converting, though, didn't they? They did. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, credit where credit's due. Um, anything else? I want to get to the running game. 
the running game was a nice compliment to Jalen last year. Do you see the potential in this year's running game to do the same? And how much better is Gamewell now than he was a year ago? Yeah, I think this this running attack has potential. They have to figure out how to use these pieces. Um, yeah. And that's definitely a question. Uh, it was so heavy, Gainwell, on those couple opening drives. Like, that was the offense. Uh, that was kind of peculiar to me, even though it worked for the most part. it was. I was surprised to see it. And DeAndre Swift had two touches. Ideally, he has more than two touches, right? I mean, you bring this guy in, he's an explosive yeah. player. Uh, right. I think it probably has to even out a little bit. I'm really curious to see if and when Rashad Penny gets thrown into the mix because uh, there, there's such a variance in Penny this year. It's like he could be a non-factor or he could really, really help them. I, and I have no idea still one week into the season he was a healthy scratch in week one. I have no idea what he's going to be for them this year. So they have to figure it out. They don't have – the high floor like they had last year with Miles Sanders, who you know had a Pro Bowl season, even though it didn't end the way he would have liked uh, in the playoffs with, with his uh, target share and everything kind of limiting at yeah. the end there. But uh, during the season, he was he was exceptional. He was great. So they don't have that player. Uh, they have a few different guys who can help them out. And as far as Gainwell, I think he has gotten better. I, I think the yeah. reason we saw him play so much and the reason – he played so much last year down the stretch was because the, the team trusts him. Uh, and they've yeah. shown that trust Good for a point. while. You know, he's been Good the point. the two-minute back. He's been the four-minute back. He's a smart football player. He doesn't make mistakes. And there's a lot to be said for that if you're on the coaching staff. And uh, they added some explosivity with DeAndre Swift, but I don't think the coaching staff trusts him as much as Gamewell right now. And I'll just end on one final, and this will be a statement, not a question, but it sure does remind you what a luxury it is is to have a kicker like Josh Elliott. I, I mean, sometimes that guy is forgotten in the mix. Pretty yeah, darn good. Elliott's one of the best kickers in the league. Um, yeah. It, it was kind of funny. He missed that extra point, and then he, he nails all four field goals, two from 50-plus. Uh, and, and a day when you're not having great offensive success, and you, you, all you have to do is yeah. get it into plus territory and kick a field goal, that feels pretty good. Yeah, if you can get to the 35-yard line with him, you feel like you're getting points. Yeah. Always a pleasure, Dave. Great job, as always. Really appreciate it. All right, take care. Thanks.